Welcome to the Performance Therapy Institute podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Pulse, physical therapist and personal trainer at Performance Therapy Institute in Bangor, Maine. In this podcast, I interview health and wellness professionals that love what they do, or anyone else that is interesting to me. We found out the how and the why they do what they do at work, how they continue to learn, and some information they feel would be helpful for you to improve your own health. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Daniel Waterman. Dr. Waterman is an athletic trainer with his own health and wellness business called Variable Movement in Blue Hill, Maine. Today, we discuss how he has actively improved his skill set over his career to better serve his patients and what led him to eventually open up his own business. Let's get started. All right, so with me today, I've got Dr. Dan Waterman. Dr. Dan is an athletic trainer and he has his own business called Variable Movement in Blue Hill, Maine. Uh, so Dr. Dan it has a doctoral degree in athletic training, correct? Oh. Yeah, okay, it's making sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he just opened up his, his, uh, his own business, Variable Movement. Uh, in September of 2021, right? Around that time? Oh no, it was like June. Yeah, it was June. Yeah, yeah. June. I was in a, I was in a basement for a couple of months, and then uh, <laughs> expanded out to actually lease a, a little bit more of a commercial space. So, do this, Dan. Can you can you just sort of describe what what your business is right now? Yeah. So, uh, so Variable Movement is an athletic training owned uh, sports medicine clinic that. Uh, specializes in prevention of injuries, rehabilitation of injuries, all the way increased and improved performance. And so uh, our model is, is um, as most things are with, in healthcare, is somebody comes in with an injury and uh, based on their goals, uh, we build them to wherever they want to get to. And uh, that's kind of the beauty of being an athletic trainer outside of the healthcare uh, insurance-based model. Uh, where we can really help that person decide where they want to go with their body. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, in terms of like the, the, the clients that you see, are they, um, are they people that like go to their, to their doctor at the moment and then they like get a, like get a prescription or like how do, how do they sort of, what's their sort of journey to coming in to see you? Yeah, it's, uh, so it's been a little bit of, of uh, just word of mouth referrals where uh, I'm a direct access healthcare provider uh, in the state of Maine, as long as the person I can um, show that the person is an athlete or um, by book definition of like a high school, middle school, collegiate athlete. Gotcha. Um, but I'm also, I'm also uh, getting referrals from physicians. Uh, there's, not, there's not a lot of physical uh, medicine providers in the area that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so the journey to get to physical therapy can, somebody will get an initial exam and then they won't actually start their treatment plan for four to six weeks. And so, um, it's, you know, that's a huge kind yeah, of in, in the area time to be on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I saw a niche and decided I'd try to help the community out as an extra resource, um, for, for patients. Gotcha. Where, where are you from? I'm originally from Southern New Hampshire. Uh, grew up outside of Keene, New Hampshire, if you're familiar with uh, right on the Vermont, Massachusetts border. 
Um, and I just keep moving yeah. north. And used to what? I just keep moving north. Oh, gotcha. So, like, uh, yeah, because where where did you do your undergrad? Uh, University of New England down in Biddeford. Okay. Yep. 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 And then, and and so, and, and so, your your undergrad was in athletic training. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. So then it was, and then where'd you do your graduate degree at? Uh, Indiana State is where I got my doctorate. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what made you decide to to stay on the on the route of athletic training as as opposed to, I mean, anything, you know? Yeah. I well, in high school, I, I um, was often injured in my athletic endeavors, uh, mm -hmm. and so I had a lot of interaction with the athletic trainer at the high school, and um, he was he was just a great mentor and a great person. Um, and then I actually had my best friend's parents are both physical therapists. And I really looked up to them. And so I was like, I want to go, I want to treat athletes. And I, I, I like, I enjoy working with the human body. And uh, so I, I went to University of England where there was a direct track from athletic training to physical therapy. If you uh, met certain requirements and you're automatically accepted into their DPT program. Right. And I got into my junior year and realized that I really didn't want to keep moving forward with school because I mm -hmm. kind of found a passion working at secondary schools, being a, a clinical student and, um, and got my national certification, uh, got state license, started working over in Farmington. And then uh, what was exciting for me was uh, actually getting a job at uh, an integrative health setting at a chiropractor's office, being the rehabilitation coordinator. Yeah. Be because I've always been interested in the rehab side of healthcare um, yeah. but being in a secondary school is really challenging to balance the time with patients and the other, <clears throat> the other job requirements, like, um, providing medical services, emergency services for, uh, athletic events and just like the two thirty rush after high, after school to get everybody prepped and prevented for their, uh, furthering your injuries, like yeah. uh, ankle taping, all that stuff. It's just right. there, there's no time to do the stuff that I was really interested in. Gotcha. So, uh, so I jumped over into the rehab uh, world uh, at a chiropractic office, and then uh, really from there, it was just I could keep working and uh, and go back to school. So, uh, so it it was less about you know a passion for athletic training to it was more about convenience at that point, just staying in the profession. Gotcha. So. What did it, so yeah, what did that kind of look like when you were, so you're at the, when you're at the chiropractic office and, um, well, yeah, how did that sort of, how did that sort of patient journey go there? Like when they came in and, uh, and then like, would people come to see you specifically in that case or? Were... We established a, a new patient protocol with, uh, patients that called, uh, to get into the office. So. Um, so the, the office is, the name is wellness chiropractic and, mm -hmm. um, and the, the business model was, uh, to create wellness initiatives for as healthcare, um, initiatives, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we were less focused on acute care, more, more focused on just general overall well-being. So a patient got, uh, came yeah. in as a new patient, they would see the chiropractor, uh, for their initial assessment. And then it actually come up to the rehab department for 
a movement pattern screen. Uh, if they came in for something specific, a lot of the times I would do the orthopedic testing and those kinds of things. Um, but really it was, it was me, my, my, my role in that job was less being my own provider, but being more supplementary to, towards that patient's experience, um, at the office. Gotcha. So, so how long did you work for the secondary schools for before you went, when started working at the chiropractic office? I'm on a, I'm on a six year schedule. So I, uh, I started working at the, uh, secondary school. Uh, in 2009, I left in June of 2015, and then uh, I stayed at the, well, the chiropractic office from 2015 through 2021. Yeah, so, you're on a six-year schedule. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. It's kind of weird how that happened. How would you say your? How would you say that that your practice and and your thought process evolved from? From the, the rehab as as um, at that chiropractic office and. Like, you know, how did it change from that being sort of supplemented as opposed to feeling like you, you want to sort of venture out on your own? Like, you know, you know, what happened through those years? It was a really tough transition going from uh, a high school to uh, general population just just mm -hmm. by sheer activity level. Yeah. So uh, so being I, it really made me take a step back and um, and really get to the fundamentals of rehabilitation. Um, so when, when like a high school student would rehab in the athletic training office or athletic training facility, um, usually they were ones that were not, they weren't quite to the point where they needed skilled physical therapy or skilled rehabilitation. It was more, uh, just some corrective exercise or mm -hmm. some increased strength or, um, or balance or, or range of motion. And it was like two or three visits. And if I wasn't getting them better in two or three visits, I was, I was referring to, um, for a for more skilled rehabilitation. Yeah. And at the, at the, um, at the chiropractic office, it was, uh, it was challenging because a lot of people coming in haven't been exercised. They, they have, they have a goal of wanting to exercise, but they haven't mm -hmm. for 10, 15, 20 years because of chronic pain or lifestyle or whatever it is. And yeah. so really taking that step back and, and, and evaluating them as a person instead of an athlete. So looking at like the whole person rather than, um, you know, a driven individual for trying to get better for a very specific reason, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, so when I, when I stepped away from being at the chiropractic office, it was because that's, I, I felt like, I wasn't getting into what I was doing at the secondary school, which was improving performance and getting people to um, move healthy and, and thrive through movement. I was kind of teaching them the basics and teaching them a lot of body weight, counterweight kind of um, mm. positions, but I wasn't really getting them better for, for the long, for the long haul. I was getting them better for that instance, but not, not getting them to be able to improve to actually function better in real life. Gotcha. Yeah. So what type of, you know, things that did you go through to help you, you know, improve your outcomes and your confidence level to the point where you're like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of limited at where I'm at at this point. Like how, you know, to the point where you, 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 you had, 
you have the confidence in your business model and yeah you know then i feel like that sort of ha at least in, in my head or or rather i'm or, or either way maybe you you know you, you realize like hey you know business model wise i feel like you know i can serve you know may, maybe just felt like you you were limited but yeah just just sort of wondering like if it was um you know what was there like a turning point or was there a couple years where you were like man no i i i really feel like i i could take someone through this whole path yeah i so i've always had not always had i so when i was at the chiropractic office i um really creating that fundamental body awareness uh and educating a patient is is where um i got very good at doing that and creating buy-in mm -hmm. from the patient and um and and a lot of that is just asking questions it's, it's meeting again meeting that patient where they're at and it's something that i didn't really need to do at the high school because they're already intrinsically motivated to um mm. to be better or to stop yeah. hurting so that they can keep playing and and so once i started recognizing that people were uh were asking me for more so like i would get to the end of their treatment plan i'd be like okay now you can go to the ymca and you can do these exercises and they're like well can i just keep working with you and i'm like i don't <laughs> have the resources around me to do that and so when i got enough of those and i started going um and i actually was finishing up my doctorate program um i i really had this kind of aha moment where I was like, what am I, what am I doing? What I'm, I, all I'm doing is I'm teaching these people the potential that they could be. I'm not walking them through that potential. And, uh, and so I decided to, uh, to kind of jump out on my own and, and, and kind of meld what I was doing at the secondary school with what I've, what I'd learned at the chiropractic office and really combine the two to get people to really just thrive. Yeah. And and so in terms of like any training and education, like some of the continuing education stuff that you did um, after school, because I know in the general population and, and actually maybe even unfortunately in, in some new graduates um, in the physical therapy world is often they will get their doctoral degree and then sort of say, uh, oh, I've got a terminal degree, therefore a lot and probably everything there is to know about this profession because I have a doctoral degree. Um, whereas you and you and I both know that, that that's that's not true. Um, so yeah, what did what, what kind of training have you done, you know, since after school? And then how does, you know, well, let's just talk about that and I'll follow up with a question after that if 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 it seems like it's pertinent. Yeah. Uh, so my I mean my training really started in my undergrad is uh, it, my fundamental understanding of or fundamental principles surrounding uh my philosophy on movement started in my undergrad when we were talking about mm -hmm. prevention programs and specifically like it was it was the mid-2000s right when the acl uh kind of epidemic was kind of the, the the hub of of every research paper that you read was either on concussion or on acl uh prevention yeah and so uh so like going through an, an evidence-based uh like fifa 11 where they where they go through like hip strength and leg strength and ankle strength and core strength and under and and really like we had the the very fundamental like here's your ankle eval here's your knee eval here's your 
your hip and very, being very myopic in joint mm -hmm. um, positioning mm -hmm. or joint uh, joint specific evaluations, but then having that kind of underlying um, preventative uh, underpinning. Uh, as an athletic trainer, that's our first domain of practice is injury prevention. And so having that be so naturally ingrained in the curriculum uh, helped me really be able to see that a knee problem isn't a knee problem because it's, it's an ankle and a hip problem. Um, and, and, but what I mm. didn't do very well was differentiate left to right side. Like mm. one thing that we, we were constantly taught is you got to do equal number of reps on your right and your left side. And it's like, well, mm. if they have an imbalance or if there's uh, if there's a movement pattern where their left side is strong in a certain range of motion, which is causing a right sided weakness, why are we still training that left side? Mm. And so, so um, I went through, um, I went through the posture restoration Institute and, uh, and, and really got a, uh, a good lens to look through. Um, and I really practiced like almost in isolated PRI uh, philosophy for about two years. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and I was getting good results because it was the type of equipment that I had. It was, it was, mm -hmm. you know, it was all body weight. Uh, I could get some balls, I could get some bands, but there mm -hmm. really wasn't any, you know, weightlifting equipment involved. Right. But then as I got more curious about, human potential and movement, I, I went to, then I went through the FMS, uh, the functional movement screen, uh, mm -hmm. system and got my, uh, my selective functional movement <clears throat> assessment, uh, certification, which, which again is not necessary. It, it breaks down by the body by region, but also, uh, as, as a global mm -hmm. unit. So, um, it really just bled into that a similar philosophy for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And when when did you take uh, when did you take those 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 courses? Like um, like where where so so you'd already been practicing in the secondary schools, uh, and and then you had transferred over to the the sort of rehab role in the chiropractic office, and that, and that's that's when you had started started uh, with the PRI and the and the FMS uh, systems. Yeah, I did. I did the PRI uh, in twenty. I went to four courses over a year and a half, mm -hmm. uh, in 2016 through 2017. Uh, and then I took, I did the FMS, uh, or the SFMA, I did the FMS online, but the SFMA, uh, I went to a course in 2018, late 2018. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just uh it's just it's just really nice nice to to hear is um you know as Aussie is is kind of peers and when we talk to people in our you know in, in the sort of health and wellness industry where you know there's you know you're clearly in a passion for it you know you've you've already sort of described you you know in a few different ways um and I definitely don't like definitely don't want, want to blame anyone for not having a passion or a deep curiosity, you know, if they're in this field, cause it's like, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we're kind of given this, I don't know, the, this, this interest, right. That to be, you know, for, you've been doing this for 12 years and the, the, the statistical average for any industry at all, right. For anyone to leave and completely change 
So it's uh, so the fact that you've decided you didn't make a big change, right? You became a business owner. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I just really wanted to have you on here. You and I had spoke at, at length. We just, you know, you had reached out and we decided to just touch base and I had such a great conversation with you for like an hour, which felt like five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and we spoke on the phone. Um, but yeah, I, and you know, so obviously you, you've, you've done you top of it though. It's not that you've just done things. You haven't just accumulated, you know, courses, right? Like a lot of it's like you, like you said, you practice, you know, a philosophy for these courses for two years. That's a lot of repetitions. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of patience, a lot of clients, it's a lot of thinking, a lot of reflection, a lot of observation, and then decide, Hey, you know, I want to, I want to mingle this with it. Cause I feel like I can get better, or I feel like this isn't really what's getting me up and driving me every day. And then to put more thought into it. So let's say if someone were to, be coming out of athletic training or physical therapy school, or even, yeah, we'll leave it at, we'll leave it sort of the health industry um, as opposed to getting into like the personal training, which I, I don't think is much of a difference to be honest. Um, like in, in depending on the clientele and the, and the business model that, that someone decides to have, is there anything, uh, and it doesn't have to be one thing, but it, are there like a pair with, you know, some, some people that are like, about to graduate or, you know, sort of like, what, what can they do to sort of not be you, but to, to sort of help keep what you've got? I, I would recommend, I would say two things. One is find a mentor, find someone mm -hmm. who you look up to in, in the career, or at least the path that you think you want to go into, mm -hmm. um, whether it's in the profession that you're in currently, uh, or or uh, something totally different. Um, if you want to be a business owner, you want to be a practice owner and be more of a manager. Find somebody like that. Or um, if you want to be someone like um, like a, a specialist uh, in in orthopedics or whatever, find find someone who matches your drive and matches what you want out of the profession that you you chose. And then the, the second thing is um, check, check the ego, because um, when we when we push our values, and I'm talking like me specifically, me personally, mm -hmm. when I try to push my values, I find time in and time out that um, it never works. So you really need to uh, to take your personal beliefs and personal uh, goals for that person away from the treatment plan that you're trying to develop with that patient, because, um, it's, it's ultimately up to them. All you can do is guide them through your, uh, your schooling, guide them through your, uh, your clinical experience and try to get them to where you think they can be. But if they're not willing to go there, you just got to meet them where they're at. Um, so, uh, so those are the two biggest things that I I wish I did as a younger clinician is uh, found a mentor uh, that uh, that I could have um, asked a lot of questions to, uh, and then also uh, just you know met met patients where they're at. Gotcha. Yes, I have definitely made that 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 second mistake many times, um, for sure. 
<laughs> to, to no fault to no fault of either, to to anybody right like yeah. we see a person and we say oh we can get you i and from everything that we're seeing i can get you to to from point a to point b in a reasonable amount of time but you can't force that person every single day to do their exercises or to do their stretches or life life happens so uh so it's really just just being uh empathetic towards towards the, both that patient and and yourself like making mm. knowing that's not a reflection on you as a as a clinician it's 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 just a situation mm -hmm. is there anything uh are there any things that into like the the general the general public or like potential future patients or clients that you might have is there is there anything that you you feel like kind of one thing this is an unfair question do you feel like there's one thing, one, it could just be a concept that you feel like would either make your job easier or in general, if they just understood it, they'd probably just have less suffering in general. Yeah. So, uh, so on, on the, on, on the, uh, script that you sent me, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and <laughs> if I had to sum yeah. it up, I would say pain is not normal during movement. Mm -hmm. but also that the severity of your symptoms doesn't necessarily equate to the amount of injury that's happening. Mm. Can so, you give an example? Yeah. So uh, like uh, classic ankle sprain and, mm -hmm. uh, and the old adage of uh, prevent rest, ice, compression, and elevate is kind of going by mm -hmm. the wayside. And uh, gradual loading sooner mm -hmm. is being shown over and over again that uh, it, it, it there's better outcomes for for ankle sprains, but it's painful. It, it's something that is not comfortable to go through. Uh, however, it's making you better. So again, pain pain you shouldn't be having pain during movement. Uh, and when I say pain, I mean I, I'm not talking about uh, like. Uh, you know, analgesic pain where there's a muscle burn from a good workout, you know, it's like, it's like mm -hmm. actual discomfort. Uh, mm -hmm. But when you do have an injury, sometimes you have to get over some of those, uh, those symptoms to get to the other side of being pain free. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, when it, when a couple of my mentors have called it, uh, sometimes there's an issue where things are or uh tissues are sunburned mm. right sunburns a sunburn what are you gonna do about it get out of the sun for now right um but eventually there becomes a time right where it's and so and the question always is from 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 us and our patients like well what's the difference and the, the question is like you know you and i you know you're probably going to have the instructions that you give and they'll be different from what i give but it's because they change from person to person. So I think that that that's a great point. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to add, Dr. Dan? Uh, no, I, I really appreciate what you're doing, Cameron, trying to educate uh, both new clinicians and, uh, and the general population. Um, I appreciate you having me on to uh, kind of share my experiences. And I appreciate everything that you do over in Bangor. Um, like, like you said, uh, in the middle, we could talk for hours on philosophy and, 
you and I have very similar philosophies on movement and, uh, but I appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, dude, thanks for coming on. I have a feeling you're going to be, be a guest in the future. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we don't want well, as time goes by, we'll have more stuff to talk about anyway, at that point. So for sure. that's how things progress, but my man, I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you very soon. All right, Cameron. Thanks.